Good evening. It's Sunday, July the 1st, 2018. It's 8 p.m. This is coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, here we are. We're, we're in Chicago. Yeah, let's get, let's go. And welcome back. Welcome back for another installment of this uh, little show that we do, a podcast show, whatever. Here we are. We're back, though. (laughs) Uh, Coming to you uh, live from Chicago, Illinois. You know, I was uh, really recently, well, first of all, before I get into all of that, how are you? What's going on with you? Uh, we just passed the summer solstice recently, and if you know me, if you've and if you know me, and if you've been listening to me, either of the two, you know that uh, <laughs> summer is is definitely my cup of tea. It's it's me all the way, but uh, it's it's summer. People are at the pools. There is uh, currently there is an extreme heat wave uh, across across twenty uh, some odd states here in the United States, and it's uh, unusually hot uh, here in Chicago. Yesterday it was ninety five degrees, and it felt like one hundred and five. And it was humid. I mean, it was it was literally brutal. 
and in uh, many states across the United States are actually feeling the same uncomfortable temperatures as these the middle of summer is uh, certainly in full effect. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I got to Chicago uh, years ago, oh God, how long has it been? 11, 12 years. When I got to Chicago, I, I spent the fir my first uh, few, <laughs> few years here. I was in such disarray. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, they just have two seasons. They have winter and 4th of July. They, there's no uh, in between. It's either extremely cold or extremely hot. And uh, it's it's definitely living up to that mantra uh, the, this past week. And what a week it's been. Not only a summer, it's a beautiful summer that we're uh, experiencing. Uh, I'm on the mend. I, you know, uh, I was talking to a couple buddies of mine the other day. They're like, oh, you know, hey, uh, Gumbo, how are you feeling? And I'm like, you know, a little, a little discomfort left from the... The big surgery back in February, but uh, you know, maybe a Tylenol here or there. You know, if it's if if like you know, I'm really, uh, I've been running. I've been um, my diet habits are are much better. Uh, I've been smiling a lot more, um, and I'm smiling right now. And uh, so it's it's good to be enjoying life and and to be here with you, um, whoever you are that listens and tunes into this. I we I don't know we don't know we do, <laughs> we don't have time to look at stats. All we know is we do these little shows and we pop them up and you you know you can do what you want with it. Uh, enough about me, but how have you been? Are you enjoying your summer so far? Have you been at the pool? Have you gotten out? Felt the sun on your face? Wind in your hair? And if you haven't, you should. You should, you, you should absolutely. If you can, if your health determines that you're able to do that, you should. You know, standing in the sun for five or ten minutes a day, each day, will make you more and more happier. <laughs> hopefully you're doing more than just standing in the sun this summer. You're probably, hopefully, at the beach, swimming. Settling down in the evening or the mornings with something cool to drink. Wanted to send a shout out to... Uh, uh, a couple friends of mine in the South, uh, Steph and Vanessa. Ladies, uh, I know you guys are uh, burning up down there. I <laughs> uh, also wanted to send a, uh, another shout out to uh, Tez out in L.A. Hope you're doing well, kid. Kids, he's a really good rapper. Uh, and and one, one great uh, video uh, video choreographer. Up and young, uh, young up and coming, wonderful talent. Check him out. Just Google Young Tez if you can. The kid's got some skills. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe one of you guys knows somebody at a record label or something that could uh, say, hey, check out uh, Tez. Young Tez. The kid is really good. And he comes from a family of musicians here in the Chicago area. Uh, and some actually quite, um, quite, quite notable. And how are you doing, uh, Mrs. Brown? Miss Brown. My apologies. Miss Brown to the Brown family. Micah. And, ch- and everybody, check out Tez for sure. Well, if you know, if you want. Really talented kid. Uh, and as usual, you know, there's the, uh, we're, we're just going to kind of jump into it because I've got, uh, <laughs> I ordered uh, 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 some takeout and so it's, it's on the way uh, and we've been, uh, lately we've been growing grass and um, watering it quite tremendously, um, getting the building ready for sale here, putting it on the markets. And uh, making things look good. Trying to, at least. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's um, We're going to just kind of jump into things. <laughs> As usual, I get sidetracked, right? Uh, the uh, EMF camp. Uh, if you're not familiar with the EMF camp, you can uh, check out emfcamp.org. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of cool. It... Uh, and you know, all the, like almost all the time it's sold out, but, um, taking from their website, it's basically a camping festival with, um, uh, you know, heavy duty, uh, high speed internet access, uh, a temper, uh, quoting from their website, actually a temporary village of geeks, crafters, and technology enthusiasts. That's lit up by the night and buzzing with the activity during the day. Uh, over a thousand curious people will descend on the um, open source space to learn, share, and to talk about what they uh, love. Uh, and it takes place over a weekend where you can expect to see a huge variety of talks across three stages, a slew of workshops, as well as music, games, and installations dotted around the site. At previous events, we've heard talks about everything from genetic modifications to electronics, blacksmithing, uh, to high-energy physics, reverse engineering, to lockpicking, computer security, to crocheting, quadcopters, brewing, you know, so on and so forth and and those kind of things, but uh, whatever. Uh, And so it's kind of cool. It's a little space, and they set up a lot of um, tents and stuff like that. Uh, everybody, everybody volunteers. It's, it's, it's really kind of a, a a really, uh, once in a lifetime experience if you can get to it. Uh, and it's always sold out in advance. So you, you have to pay particular attention to registration and signing up. Uh, again, it's, um, the EMF, not the EFF, emfcamp.org. Check it, check it out. See what, see what that's about. Uh, 
in other news, you know, every day you know, there's a hack, there's a breach, and there's there's silliness out there, and we all know that. You you see it every day, or you hear about it every day. Hopefully, well, hopefully you're not that attached to uh, news pings and stuff to that effect. Uh, I've 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 actually disconnected. I don't carry a smartphone if uh, at all. Uh, and so I don't get news pings or updates. Uh, and so it's quite interesting sometimes when someone's talking to me and they're like, Hey, Gummo, you know, uh, did you hear about that such and such, uh, this afternoon? And, you know, I, I, I honestly am, uh, mostly most times, uh, at, at odds with, um, being surprised because, uh, well, no, I haven't heard about it. Uh, what, what is it? And it's like, well, you know, something tragic happened today. And, uh, and I, you know, me personally, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of tend to stay away from that sort of, uh, thing because, you know, then you, you know, you, your blood pressure, <laughs> you know, you, you start rechecking news cycles and then you, you, you know, you become part of the news cycle and then you start making comments all over the place and, uh, things get weird after that. So, for me, it's a it's a uh, it's a negative um, following the news. But uh, yeah, what the fuck was this? Anyhow, uh, former CIA employee Joshua Schultz was charged with stealing and dispersing classified CIA materials. Um, the kid the kid actually um had worked previously for the CIA's engineering development group. Uh, basically, uh, this kid is thought to be responsible for releasing the so-called Vault 7 hacking tutorial last year. Uh, official, officials initially arrested Schultz for possession of child pornography in August 2017. The Monday charges included those for child pornography as well as criminal copyright infringement. Now, I've taken this off the web uh, from, God, I don't know when. But recently, the uh, he, he was recently sentenced to like a very long time. Um, but... We'll, 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 we'll check out, we'll check out a, a little bit more on this guy, uh, so check this out. A former CIA software engineer is facing charges over what has de been described as the largest information leak in the agency's history. Prosecutors claim that during his time at the CIA, Joshua Schultz unlawfully obtained information on its intelligence gathering capabilities. He then allegedly provided it to an organization that purported to publicly disseminate such information. And while the indictment does not mention this organization by name, the whistleblower's lawyers said the prosecution was looking for any links between him and WikiLeaks. The FBI believed that Mr. Schulte was involved in that leak. As part of their investigation, they obtained numerous search warrants for Mr. Schulte's phone, for his computers and other items in order to establish the connection between Mr. Schulte and the WikiLeaks leak. Schultz worked for the spy agency as a software engineer for six years. As a result of this investigation, he was arrested last year on child pornography charges. So far, he's the suspect behind the leak of more than 8,000 classified documents named by prosecutors. If convicted on multiple charges, Schultz faces over 100 years in jail. He's believed to be the source for WikiLeaks Vault 7. 
it's described as the largest ever publication of confidential documents on the agency. Vault 7 exposes the hacking tools used by the US government and WikiLeaks said its source was looking for a public debate on the controversial use of such tools. Patrick Henningsen from 21stCenturyWire.com says the case against the whistleblower is aimed at intimidating others. Uh, and so this, this does send out a chilling message to any potential government whistleblowers that uh, you will be pursued uh, by the government and that under the letter of national security you will have very little uh, def defense. This conversation seems to be around um, how in, in the U.S. press it's, oh, the CIA needs to secure its hacking tools. And that seems to be the main thrust of the conversation and not about what why and how these tools are being deployed uh, and for what reason. Uh, and I think that's where the conversation needs to be. If you look at what was revealed in Vault 7, um, the, the, one of the real revelations is, is the, the nature of the hacking tool. In other words, the CIA has the ability to, uh, to hack and leave finger, false fingerprints. In other words, make it appear that somebody else had carried out the hack. And this is absolutely relevant uh, in terms of the whole Russiagate conversation. Interesting indeed. Uh, and, uh, and in other news... <laughs> a uh, cyber espionage group operating from the com from computers inside China uh, is currently suspected of targeting U.S. satellite communications and defense sectors as part of a wide-ranging operation. They may soon seek to disrupt critical systems, according to Symantec's security response attack investigation team. What? That's kind of a cool fucking name. The C the Symantec. What is that? The S-S-R-A-I-T. Hang on. So that would be the S-S-R-A... What the fuck is that called? A-I-T. A-I-T. So the... <laughs> So the SRAT uh, has claimed that uh, the hacking collective codenamed THRIP has been using powerful malware against targets in the U.S. and Southeast Asia. Uh, they also said in a detailed analysis published on their website that uh, the team had been active since at least 2013 and is highly motivated by spying. Uh, they warned. Uh, they warned also that its tactics could turn nasty by taking uh, a more aggressive approach in the future. Uh, the report also uh, relies on a custom. The the report also went on to say that it relied on a cocktail of custom malware and legitimate network administration tools to compromise computers. The campaign. Uh, supposedly has been tied to three computers in China, but uh, the SRAT <laughs> team uh, did not elaborate on who was pulling the strings or if they could potentially be linked to any governments. Uh, you know, the midterm elections are coming up, and, you know, we don't talk about politics on the show, so we'll just go ahead and pull a clip uh, down the stream from the uh, web or somewhere around there and uh, get on with that. 
The U.S. midterm elections are just around the corner, and Russia's attack on the 2016 presidential elections continues to haunt the United States. The risk of electronic voting systems being hacked is of paramount concern, so much so that those systems were named part of the nation's critical infrastructure by the Obama administration. Just last week, a new piece of bipartisan legislation was introduced in Congress to try and prevent election hacks. It is based on the Hack the Pentagon program piloted by hacker-powered cybersecurity firm HackerOne. Here to tell us more, the CEO of HackerOne, Martin Mikos. Martin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank so HackerOne is comprised of white hat, quote unquote, ethical hackers. How is an ethical hacker diff different from a typical hacker? And see, that's typical why we don't talk about uh, political shit over here. But uh, continuing on, a hacker once considered the internet's m most inept criminal received a received a prison sentence of 20 months for launching DDoS attacks against the city of Madison, Wisconsin. Attacks which caused delays and outages to various municipal, municipal services, including 911 and so forth. Uh, the, DDoS, the DDoS attacks uh, took place between March 9th and March 14th, 2015. And the man's name actually, uh, he actually goes by the name The Bitcoin Baron, a.k.a. Randall Tucker, 23. Uh, authorities filed charges against Tucker in August 2016, two years after the Baron started his hacking uh, escapades, which mostly uh, included defacing websites and launching a long string of DDoS attacks against various entities that... He came across in his daily routine. Uh, the report goes on to say um, uh, Tucker was your, you know, just um, you know, part of a lot of uh, groups and so on and so forth. And uh, you know, most of his attacks uh, again were just on websites and stuff like that. So you know, um, it, it there, there's a lot to say about the, the kid uh obviously you know it's it, it's 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 been this way since day one or at least since my day one as you know you know it, it, if you do something you know you've got to understand what you're doing and the kind of systems that you're working with i mean you know uh being young being eager being um being inexperienced you haven't read that much you haven't learned, you haven't um, understood any discipline. Uh, and those, those sort of scenarios have played over and over and over, uh, over throughout the years uh, as you see uh, specific um, uh, you know, hackers, so to speak, uh, make these sort of uh, you know, almost trivial mistakes. And some of the most trivial mistakes have gotten, you know, some some of the most notorious guys uh, snapped, you know, from guys like Kevin Mitnick with his whole mobile cell phone uh, modem Verizon deal to, uh, you know, kids nowadays uh, launching um, uh, attacks and, and so forth. Uh, speaking of Kevin Mitnick, uh, I saw on Twitter a few days ago that he came to Chicago. The dude is all over the place, really, but uh, I saw that on his Twitter feed that he landed in Chicago, and so, some asshole stole his bags right there at the luggage, um, the luggage terminal at O'Hare. And so Kevin had some uh, Toonie GPS trackers uh, sewn in. I guess he had them sewn in 
to his his luggage, and he tracked him down and uh, had the guy arrested and everything. And uh, hopefully, he didn't, you know, pawn any of uh, Kevin's gear off. I, we I don't know how that turned out, but uh, that was interesting. So, uh, but here here's more on that guy. Uh, so check this out. Now on ABC 15 exclusive, an Apache Junction man behind bars accused of hacking into government computers. ABC 15's Angie Holdsworth investigating this story. And Angie, it took the FBI how long to, to find it? Uh, three months we're talking about. And that's because he allegedly used the name Bitcoin Baron in all his, his online attacks, targeting government websites and claiming to be a vigilante. Now we just got back from the home where ABC 15 cameras first captured his arrest. Talk to my lawyer. <laughs> Those folks obviously refusing to speak with us about the allegations against Randy Tucker and obviously very upset by our presence. Now, neighbors in the area confirmed that Randy Tucker lived there with his parents for several years. Yesterday, officials arrested the 21-year-old, accusing him of cyber attacks on Mesa, Phoenix, and Chandler websites. Now, we pulled up his YouTube page where police say he posted videos claiming he hacked computers to right social injustices. Now, Tucker is being currently held without bond, and tonight at 6, we're digging even deeper into his past, into court records, and show what may have motivated him. Okay, uh, a, few more, a, a few more funny uh, things. Uh, so, we're going to just kind of leave that in the back there, because uh, uh, th I've got so much stuff to do and or talk about and and get through and i really don't have the time to do it uh and that's not saying that uh i don't have the time to do the podcast i just have a lot of shit to do and uh get ready to do it uh but uh, let's keep going uh over uh blah 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 so there was uh, a kid in south korea um he was sentenced to a year in prison and two years probation for che for cheating on a video game uh, the South Korea player, the South Korean player is the first to receive a prison sentence after the country enacted strict anti-cheating laws that came to uh, fruition uh, last year in 2017. Uh, the convicted man reportedly made $180,000 through sales of his cheating program. Prior to his sentencing, others charged with violating the new policy had been fined or given probation. Uh, so this this kind of sets a new scary precedent in the future. Uh, I mean, I know uh, the guy was making money off his wares, but still, it's a video game, right? The fuck. Be careful out there if you you know with your wares, how you share it. You can almost certainly guarantee that uh, if you're monetizing anything with your wares, uh, to be careful, of course. Do your best to follow the law. Matthew Hickey, a security researcher and hacker, has purportedly discovered a method to brute force the passcode of any up-to-date iPhone or iPad. Uh, the hack works like this. When an iPhone or iPad is plugged in and keyboard inputs are sent, an interrupt request is triggered, which takes priority over everything else. Instead of sending passcodes one at a time and waiting to send and waiting, uh, he sent them all in one group one long numerical string 
So he enumerated each code from 0000 to 9999 in one string with no spaces. And since the numerical string didn't give the software any breaks, the keyboard input routine took priority over the data erase feature. The attack only works after the device is booted up because there are more out routines running. Uh, and this this was one way of uh, bypassing the security of the iPhone. It's it's kind of um, it's kind of been well known, but uh, this this uh, this this hacker published uh, this one particular method to unlock iPhones, iPads, bypass the uh, ten try erase method. Meanwhile, as I said, the elections are heating up. And no, we don't talk about shit like that here. But uh, <laughs> uh, Jennifer Elsbind, uh, wife of San Francisco mayoral chief of staff designate Sean Elsbind, got quite a shock when a pair of cops from Inglesdale Station showed up at the family home in the pre-dawn hours of Father's Day. Uh, is this the home of Sean Elsbind, they asked. Uh, is he here? Uh Ellsburn, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, uh, who is a former San Francisco supervisor and top aide to U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, was out uh, as usual on his early morning run. Uh, no why, she replied, uh, and the police officer said that they had reason to believe that he is in danger and needs help. Uh, the officers went on to tell her uh, that how their station was being inundated with calls from local, state, and federal officials, all claiming to have just gotten a call from Elsbin's phone. Uh, when they answered the call, they heard, help, help, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Then the phone hangs up. Uh, so his wife being, uh, of course, certainly terrified uh, after, after a brief period, uh, soon was to discover that uh, it was one of several political staffers around the state whose cell phones had been spoofed. Uh, after getting access to um, the phone's contact list by uh, a hacker, uh, he or she fed the pre-recorded cry for help, then hit the call button, sending the voice message far and wide. Um, aside from uh, her having almost nearly a heart attack, uh, the hacker also... Um, you know, did, did a couple other funny things. We'll, we'll keep it off the uh, air here. Um, but what, what the, the, you know, instead of the, uh, the guy being worried about his wife being, you know, petrified to death, he, he was more concerned with uh, the fact that he had to ditch his phone after 20 years. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess he took his uh, phone number really serious, and um, that's kind of that. Uh, okay, so uh, before we wrap things up, I know, right? It's it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. Uh, and I'm going to try to get, uh, so the last but not least, um, one of the events that I do attend uh, every, you know, I, I, I don't go to DEF CON, uh, you know, I, I really don't go to all of the, you know, I only really attend two conferences. Uh, the one, the one conference I attend each December is the chaos communications Congress in, uh, Germany. And the other one is every two years in New York city. And that's the, uh, hackers on planet earth conference that's coming up. 
Uh, and this, uh, and it takes place every two years, of course, as I said. And it's called the Circle of Hope this year. Uh, each, each time there's a new theme, of course. Uh, and this uh, year it will take place on July 20th, 21st, then the 22nd at the Hotel Pennsylvania in New York City. Uh, Hope, of course, stands for Hackers on Planet Earth, and it's one of the most creative and diverse hacker events in the world. And yes, it's been happening since 1994. I was 22 in 94. Was that 20? Yeah, I was 22 in 94. Uh, so uh, you are, of course, invited as well to join um, for join the event. Uh, and I, I, you know, from there's there's lockpick villages, uh, hackers, space villages, uh, films, uh, festivals, <laughs> segways, uh, lockpicking villages, uh, vendors, uh, all kinds of shit. Uh, if you like Club Mate, the drink, yep, you're gonna get it there. It's some. Uh, I really don't. I, I don't. I, I I can't say that I like Club Mate, uh, but um, a lot of my friends do. They drink the shit out of it. Go to hope.net, H-O-P-E.net. I will be there. I got a suite about three blocks away from the place, from the Hotel Pen. Uh, I'm not staying in the Hotel Pen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and I think I ranted about that on a previous show, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, please do. If uh, if you decide to come uh, dress, you, you may wish to dress appropriately because it's is usually uncomfortably hot uh, in the city around that time. It's it's downtown Manhattan. It's right across the street from um, uh, what is it? Madison Square Gardens. Uh, there's, I believe, that there's a Kmart across the street too. If you if you're feeling nostalgic, but uh, usually I'll grab a slice of uh, pizza from um, the pizza joint right under the hotel pin on Fourth Ave, I believe. And so I'd like to see you there. If you plan on coming, uh, please uh, you know, let me know on Twitter. I'd, I'd love to uh, meet you. It, it's it's one of the rare times that I that I actually attend a conference in the United States. It's actually the only one I actually feel safe at. Uh, and but nevertheless, it's at uh, the the Hotel Pennsylvania. It's h o p e dot net. And uh, we'd love for you to, we, uh, we as hackers and a community would love to see you there. I already have a few, uh, th there's a few people out there that listen to the podcast that want to meet me. So uh, we, we've set that up. Looking forward to that. And uh, again, it, it's really, it's really cool. And uh, you should come. There's a, uh, there's been a few times that they have some cots upstairs where you can crash if you're like super tired. And that it's actually a great way to meet people uh, and, and meet new friends and catch up with old ones. And I hope to see you there. Now, I'm going to try to get back here on the podcast before I get out uh, to Hope this year. Uh, last time that I went to Hope, you can check it out on my Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O-X-X-X. You can check out when when I uh, went to Hope two years ago. I kind of I kind of live streamed it and I felt like a I kind of felt like a dumbass doing it. So I'll take some photos this year and put them on my Twitter feeds, but uh, I don't think I'm going to do any of that, that uh, this year. So I'd, I'd love to see you if, uh, if uh, out there. And uh, yeah, we'll go grab a slice of pizza and, and uh, we'll have a, uh, a lemonade because that's all I drink. 
that's the hardest thing on drink is lemonade. Sorry to disappoint, but uh, uh, I hope to see you there. Uh, if I don't get back here to the podcast, please don't uh, don't despair. It is summertime, and we should all be doing things that we love. Yeah. So until then, my name is Gummo. Check me out. Uh, check out the website hackers.xxx. Check out. Uh, I don't know. Fuck. You know what to do. And uh, hopefully I'll check you out again very soon. Until then, take care of yourself. Get outside for Christ's sake. I love you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I know it hurts sometimes, but you'll get over it. Yeah. You'll find another life to live. Yeah. I swear that you'll get over it. But I know you're sad and tired. You got nothing left to give. Yeah. You'll find another life to live. Yeah. I know that you'll get over it. Yeah. Wish I never ever ever told you things. I was only, only tryna show you things I stopped, heart on your neck, tried to froze your ring I had to get me a new bitch to hold the pain We was in Hawaii looking at the rain Yeah, she's smiling happy but I'm laughing cause a new Madeline Damn, that just goes to show me money, don't attract a thing Stuck to the plan, even though you used to go with my man
used to be kissing in the tree. Remember it was just you and me. 